Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Brian Lawton. He's a former NHL player, agent, and general manager. He's a current analyst for the NHL Network. He joins us here on Ribs and BK. Brian, first of all, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We always appreciate the time. What was your reaction yesterday whenever you saw that the NHL, a league not exactly known for labor peace, is going to have a new CBA that's extending this current one? I think in that context, it's absolutely remarkable that, you know, both the NHL and the NHL PA, for that matter, they certainly did the right thing. I think the winners are going to be the fans here. Um, but for them to pull together, you know, this, this CBA negotiation felt obviously different than ones in the past when they've been very acrimonious. That wasn't the case. This one was very quiet. That was different from the past. Um, the NHLPA, I think, hasn't been very communicative with maybe the agents like they were in the past, but I think in some ways that helped to maybe keep things from leaking. I think the NHL has also kind of kept it close to the vest. I think that's allowed them to reach a deal. I think both sides are probably a little bit uncomfortable with the deal, but both recognize it is the right thing to do at this time in particular. And for all of that, I know as a hockey fan, I am thankful because uh, we're going to have hockey back. We're going to have labor peace for the next six years. And we're going to have a chance to really grow this game to the level it should be at in the U.S. So I, I think it's a pretty momentous day for both players, owners, and fans. It's an exciting time. Yeah, lots. Look, at you and I are both a part of these labor disputes as players. You are part of it as an agent, then as a general manager. I mean, you've seen every angle to how this can go. We've seen it be somewhat okay. We've seen it be horrible. This, to me, uh, I was told early on in the pandemic, I asked somebody the question about possibility of a CBA extension. I was basically told I was crazy hmm. because, you know, they have bigger fish to fry right now than to worry about an extension. But now that they have it done, how important is it for the game of hockey, not just North America, but globally, now that they have the Olympics involved as well again? I think that's going to be huge. Um you know, I'm trying to analyze the deal. Everybody wants to know who won, who lost. It's too early to say any of that. In the end, I, I do think it's looking like a pretty fair deal. But I will say that I thought the NHL was very strong on the point of Olympics because I could easily make a case that the Olympics are something the players want badly. They take great pride in playing for their countries, and that's easy to understand. And even though it can be a nuisance, it can be a challenge for ownerships it's still a benefit for owners. I really believe that. I think we're going to grow the game on a more global stage. That's a benefit to everybody in hockey. So I really, that, that is one area I would probably check the box as a win for the National Hockey League. They were able to hold that out there as a major chip, and I'm sure players are thrilled to get it. Um, but I could have made that case as good for both sides. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, give that, I'll give that one a thumbs up to the ownership group.
We're talking to Brian Lawton. He's a former NHL player, agent, and general manager. Now, Brian, the other news that we got with the CBA is that we now know players are going to be playing in Edmonton and Toronto. We know what the hub cities are going to look like. We know what some of the protocols are going to be that are in place. You've been in all of these different roles. You've been a player. You've been an agent. You've been a general manager. What do you think of the protocols, and what do you think is going to be said to these players to make sure that all of this doesn't just get started but actually is able to finish this season with the Stanley Cup champion being revealed? I don't think you'll need to say that much to the players, to be honest with you. I think they understand the gravity of what's going on. Um, you know, there used to be a saying when we were players, Jamie, that, you know, if we could play all 82 in a row, we would at some point. I think it's going to be that kind of attitude for the players that this is business. And, you know, I was happy to see players and the NHL maybe move off of going to a place that may seem to be more enticing and Edmonton, like Vegas, uh, but just wasn't the right safety situation. So I, I think they're starting with the right macro thoughts. Let's get everybody in a safe place. Edmonton, to me, always should have been a hub city. So I was thrilled to see that final outcome just by virtue of how little COVID they have there and how many tests they've been performing routinely and how well they've been doing. So I, I'm not overly worried about it. I am impressed by the fact of the detail that the NHL and the NHLPA have put together in terms of the protocol. Uh, I don't think they've missed anything. I can see what other leagues are doing and I haven't been as impressed. Uh, And that surprises me a little bit because I'm talking about certainly uh, MLB, the NBA. These are great leagues run very well also. Uh, But the NHL to me stands out as being a little bit of a leader in this area. I think they have the highest percentage chance to pull this off i really do i mean if they keep this bubble as tight as the protocol says and i do believe the players will follow it then i I think that uh, they've kind of been the gold standard for what all these leagues should be doing we're talking again here with brian lawton former number one pick overall to the nhl as player player agent and general manager in the national hockey league also does a lot of work on the nhl network you can catch him there usually every day lots One question regarding the playoff format. I'm not going to revisit whether you like it or not, but based upon the format the way it is now and the play-ins, round-robin, all these little components before we get to what is what we'll call it the regular playoffs, is there a team that after all this layoff, getting players back, this, that, the other, is there a team that you think could be a real surprise and actually have a legitimate run at this thing? Uh, There's one team that I find really intriguing, and that's in the East, and that's the Florida Panthers. You know, they've got great coaching. I think this is a chance for Sergei Bobrovsky to kind of reset things. And, you know, he really only played at about a third of his abilities in his short run so far since he signed with Florida as an unrestricted free agent. So I think if he could elevate his game with their offense and the type of style that we may see because we don't know who's going to be able to get to their game quicker. For instance, the New York Islanders, are they going to be able to lock it down the way they do? Or is the hockey going to be a little bit more wide open to start? I find that it's a little bit more free-flowing, giving Florida maybe just a little bit of an an advantage, maybe just a little bit of a chance to really shock people and go on a run. So that's one team I'm watching closely. The other two points I would make quickly are young versus veterans – 
Edmonton versus Chicago, you know, who wins that? You got the veterans, obviously, and Taves, Kane, Se- well, Seabrook's injured, but Keith, Crawford, guys that have been there and won Stanley Cup. So then you have the upstart, young legs of Dreisaitl, McDavid, and a host of other players. Uh, that's going to be fascinating to see what wins that. I personally would probably still go with experience. Uh, but in that Chicago-Edmonton series in particular, I think it's a pick because Edmonton's pretty darn good, whereas I would take Pittsburgh against a Montreal team in kind of a landslide on that one. So lots of fun storylines, guys. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Brian, what do you think of the Blues' chances of repeating as a Stanley Cup champion this year? I know locally everybody's very excited about Vladimir Tarasenko getting back on the ice and being able to be a part of this moving forward. What do you think about their chances? Well, I love that, but I will tell you, if you had asked me before the pandemic hit, before we had all these changes, I would have said that the Blues and both the Bruins are are probably my two leading candidates to get back to the finals. And I, and I would have been very strong in those opinions. Now, this has potentially changed things. I don't feel as certain about it because I don't know what type of hockey we're going to see right out of the gate and if teams are going to have a chance to maybe get into their game. The Blues, to me, are one of the most complete teams in the National Hockey League. Under normal circumstances, they absolutely, uh, boy, I would have gone all in on them to make it to the conference final, and likely they would have been my pick from the West to make it to the finals and, again, compete for the Cup, which I I believe will be another seven-game series because I do think there are quality teams in the East and West. So, uh, overall, I'm trying to say in a nice way, I'm not as certain about the Blues under this scenario as I was before it. That's fine, Lots. We'll forgive you for it. We'll forgive you. Um, you guys asked. You yeah, know I know, I'm going to give I you know. my honest answer. That was your chance to get free it. dinners in St. Louis for life, but don't worry about it. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of the Blues, Alex Petrangelo, certainly – that is the biggest question mark moving forward for the St. Louis Blues. Unrestricted free agent when the season's over. The Blues, obviously, I think as a team, they would love to re-sign him. The salary cap staying flat, not no increase there, at least for the next couple of seasons, it looks like. What are your thoughts on Alex Petrangelo? Can the Blues get that done? And if not, who would be one of his biggest suitors? Well, first off, can they get it done? Absolutely. Uh, Doug Armstrong has proven time and time again to be one of the top general managers in this league. Uh, Can he get it done with everybody that's on the existing roster? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he would probably have to move another significant player to open up salary cap space, and that is something I believe he could do. Uh, I've talked to Doug, and I can tell you right now, he's pretty much just focused on let's finish out this season and see how well we could do. Let's take a real run at trying to defend our Stanley Cup and go from there. But uh, Doug's always got an eye for the future. He's very sharp. And ultimately, that's going to come down to a team-building exercise. Would it be better to let an Alex Petrangelo go or maybe move another player and keep him? That's not an easy decision. I couldn't tell you which way he'll go on it. But those are certainly his options. If he were to leave, the suitors are not as strong as you might think, not because Alex isn't a tremendous player, but because everybody is up against the salary cap, with the exception of a team like Buffalo, who has a lot of money coming off their cap, a team like New Jersey, 
who also has a lot of money to spend. Uh, and there's a couple others we could name, but nobody that's of that caliber, in my opinion, that the St. Louis Blues are. So that's something that I'm sure Alex is going to take a long, hard look at. There is nothing funner, as you know, fellas, than winning in the National Hockey League. It's great to make a lot of money. It's even greater to make great money and be on a great team. And that's what Alex has in St. Louis. Brian, quick follow-up question. we got about a minute left here. What would you do? You were a general manager in the league. If you were in Doug Armstrong's shoes, what would you do? Honestly, and it's no BS, I would see how things play out. I would evaluate some of the players, and I would probably be leaning in the back of my mind towards trying to figure out a way to maybe sacrifice. It's going to be a really good player. There's no doubt about that. But to keep a guy with Alex's character, it's, it's hard to move on from that. It really is. These are challenging times with the salary cap, and tough decisions are going to be made by every team. But, boy, he's not a guy I'd want to lose. Brian, we appreciate the time. We certainly agree with that sentiment here in St. Louis, and we'll forgive you earlier for saying you're not quite (laughs) as certain about the Blues making the cup as you once were. We always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. You got it. That's Brian Lawton. He was an NHL player, the number one overall draft pick. He was an agent. He was a general manager. Now he's an analyst for the NHL Network, one of the best in the business and has done a little bit of everything.